0: Hello, in this episode of The Sojo Show, we are so excited to bring to you Nehemiah chapter three, which is a list of Hebrew names. And what does that mean for you? We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about some points that we learned as we studied it and how God uses ordinary people just like you and just like me to do his kingdom work. We know you'll be encouraged, so take a listen. Welcome to The Sojo Show with Jen and AJ, where you'll dig deep into God's word alongside two imperfect Frequently ineloquent women, as we discover fresh ways to walk out God's truth together.
1: Welcome to the Sojo Show, everybody with Jen and AJ. I'm AJ. And I'm Jim. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm actually going to do something a little bit different this morning. Or I'm really nervous. Episode. I'm going to ask Jen about a time (laughs) when she shared on the podcast, it's probably been, I don't know, way back in her early days, I think, about (laughs) going to a wedding, stopping at a gas station, and something about a bottle of nail polish and your like plastic Crocs And you ended up going to the wedding Uh wearing your plastic.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, we shared the story. We have shared the story and I was on my way to a wedding and I bought up a new pair of shoes for the wedding because, so what, you know, what you need to know about me is I'm not fancy at all. (laughs) Obviously you're going to learn that at this the end of the story. Well, that's two of us then, because I'm not either. <laughs> yeah, I'm not fancy at all. And um, and so I, but I bought a pair of shoes for this wedding, right? And I had them in my back seat, and I was on my way to the wedding, and I was trying to get myself looking fancy. And it was in it was not like in Atlanta; it was like two hours away, and I was trying to paint my. <laughs> yeah, paint my nails. <laughs> in the car. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard of doing makeup
1: in the car, okay? But uh nail yeah. painting is a totally different level. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> I spilled the nail polish all over my center console. So that was <laughs> that part of the story.
1: Well, at least it wasn't like on your wedding attire, you know. No, that it was, was no, it,
0: it was not, but it was on the console and <laughs> it's bright pink, bright pink, bright pink, maybe even red. I can't remember. <laughs> But so I did that. And then um, I got there and I was kind of running late because, hence, you know, why I had to paint my nails in the car. I was running late uh, for whatever reason. No, it was traffic. It wasn't my fault. I actually left in time. (laughs) I got stuck in traffic in Atlanta. And all heard it right here. It wasn't her fault. (laughs) It was not my fault. And we were, I mean, I was sliding in on two wheels, man. I mean, I was like, you can't walk into a wedding late. That's something you can't do. Right, Right. you don't want to walk by with the bride. No, no. (laughs) So I rushed and rushed and rushed to get there, and I sat down with my painted nails. I mean, with the my nail polish polish on the messenger console, just sitting there, sticking, baking. (laughs) I couldn't do anything about it. And I walked in and I sat down and whoo, I was there. And I looked down. And I had forgotten to put on my new shoes. They were still in the box in the backseat. <laughs> I hope you fact,
1: return those suckers. I really do.
0: In fact, no, I actually still wear them.
1: Oh, okay. But okay. in
0: fact, I was wearing my Crocs <laughs> 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 to the wedding. And it was a nice, it was a fancy wedding. It was fancy. <laughs> so, so guys not fancy at all at that moment that's the way we roll around here yeah i also <laughs> realized that i had not shaved my legs <laughs> i don't know if well, i I told that part of the story before
1: that's what the nail polish is for it's for distraction, baby. distraction. <laughs> Seriously. Distract from Distract. the legs and the shoes
0: <laughs> oh my word it was awful it was awful i was there and the dress was kind of short; it was like at my knees, you know. So I could not hide my hairy legs. <laughs> and fortunately, I very I'm very fair, so I've I, you could nobody could tell like from a distance. That's why I'd forgotten. But if you look close, you can tell that I had hairy leg. legs.
1: Or if you got out in the sunshine and somebody got close, yeah, yeah. yeah and the problem they're was, they're was totally everybody was looking
0: that. at my legs because I was wearing freaking Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, somebody saw the merry legs. You can count on that. I know. It was awful. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, didn't cross my legs. You know how you cross your legs? Sometimes I was like demurely, like, like, like cross my ankles and put them yes, behind. To the tuck you. Them. Yes. You're tuck tucked. them beneath you. Yes, I tried yes, to yes. tuck as much as I could.
1: Yep. 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 yep.
0: I know that game. I totally know that game. And I couldn't leave to go do it. I mean, it would have taken me 30 seconds to go change then, but the ride was walking in. I mean, I barely scooted in before her. I literally saw the wedding party in the lobby. It was that bad. You cannot be doing that. You cannot be doing that. It was so bad. So yeah, (laughs) so I was definitely not. That is not the only time I have been city come to country though, honestly. Or country come to city rather. That is not the only time that's happened. There have been multiple occasions in which I was significantly underdressed.
1: Well, you know what? I think a lot of us can relate to that. And actually, this ties into what we're gonna be talking about today. I know
0: surprise, <laughs> big shocker there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm, okay. I'm glad it does because I <laughs> shamed myself in public again.
1: Well, you are just you you can relate to some of these people that we are gonna be talking about in the book of Nehemiah, because actually what we see here. In this book, and just spoiler alert in case you guys are not, you're you're tuning in for the first time and you're like, what in the world are they talking about? And how does this relate to the Bible? We are <laughs> talking about the book of Nehemiah this month on the podcast. We are going through it inside Sojo Academy in our Bible study. And this is a fascinating book because one of the chapters of the book, I think it's chapter three, which we're going to look at today. Um, it lists all of these different people. Mm -hmm. And these people have different roles, they have different socioeconomic statuses, Um, they have different jobs, different titles, and yet they're all working together for one common mission. And, And we see this beautiful picture of our differences not mattering when we have the commonality of a goal in mind. And so that's kind of what we're talking about and that's kind of why I asked you the question because you know it doesn't matter if your country coming to city or a city going to country when you have a commonality with whoever it is you're around those all those things become secondary right and in the body of Christ and we see this in the New Testament as well in the body of Christ we're differing members, but we're all part of the same body, and that means that no one of us is any better than anybody else. Now, if you guys are not familiar with this, Jen is actually a medical doctor, so she has it's like the story worse. <laughs> she has these like fancy credentials, you know. She has these fancy credentials, <laughs> and and could be very intimidating, you know, and yet. You know, she has hairy legs. She just confessed to us, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she wore Crocs wedding. Crocs, you know, like let's look past the externals, guys, of ourselves and of those around us, and let's like relate on a little bit deeper level. Can we do
0: that? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I love that. I love that. This chapter just is a good example. Here, this is chapter to me. And the reason that um, I think we chose this chapter is if you read Nehemiah chapter three. okay. so go read it. It's 32 verses. If you read it, you're going to be like, what am I going to get out of this? It is quite literally a list of Hebrew names. I mean, that's it. It's just a list of Hebrew names and what they were doing. Okay. and so this is a good example to me of how the entire word of God is important for our lives, because just this chapter of a list of names speaks to us, can speak to us in such a powerful way if we allow the Holy Spirit to do that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we we talk about it all the time that, you know, one of our passions is is the Word of God. And that means the whole thing. This is not a chapter that if you are a preacher or a teacher You know, your preacher's probably not going to stand up and preach on this chapter if they're not going through expositionally the book of Nehemiah, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you have to kind of work to get anything out of it. But if you do, if you go into it with an attitude of prayer and an attitude of, yes, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, if I go into it knowing that this scripture is something that I can get something out of because God will speak to me, the Holy Spirit will speak to me through his word, then I will learn something from it. And so that's why I love this, this passage. And you're exactly right. It is about people who are very different coming together for a single mission. Mm-hmm. And we can learn a lot from that. We can learn a lot yeah. from yeah.
1: Yeah, we can. Okay. So let's just kind of pick and choose a few of these verses. What about, let's start with, um, I know one of the ones, that, one of the verses that we put in Sojo Academy in the study is Nehemiah three eight. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you have that verse pulled up. If not, I can pull it up, but I think it would be interesting to read this and just kind of note some of those things that we're talking about here today.
0: Yeah. Well, 3 8 says, I do have it pulled up. It says, next to them, Uziel, the son of Hariah, goldsmiths repaired. Okay. So they were goldsmiths. Next to him, Hananiah, one of the perfumers, repaired and they restored Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. So this is just an example of two people two people. One is a goldsmith and one is a perfumer. And they were different classes of people. Mm-hmm. In, back then, they, they would not have crossed paths necessarily socially, so to speak. Yeah. And it was just one of many examples in this chapter mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. in two different, I don't know, socioeconomic, occupational, whatever worlds mm-hmm. that were literally working side by side, working on mm-hmm. the same wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you
1: know if you flush if you start flushing that out a little bit and just understanding okay here they are working side by side imagine some of the conversations that they had because they can't really talk about job stuff because they have different jobs and roles you know like the thing that they probably were communicating about is the task at hand mm-hmm. and how the jobs that they were doing that of repairing and rebuilding was significant to the proclamation of the name of of God okay because Jerusalem as we have as we mentioned on our last episode this was you know the dwelling place of God to the nations like this was known for okay this is where the Israelite God um reside, so to speak, you know? And so rebuilding this wall was significant, not just for the people, but to represent the God that they served. Mm -hmm. And I think that as they were working side by side, they knew that, like they knew this isn't just a rebuilding of a wall. This isn't just us getting back our city. You know, this isn't just about our identity as Jews. This is about restoring the reputation that we have as the people of God and ultimately to reflect his glory to the nations. And so I can just imagine some of the conversations that they must have had about that and the excitement, because they did have that in common, the excitement that they were able to spark in one another.
0: Yeah. And and I like that you mentioned that the, the point of the of the mission, which was not just to build a wall, but to proclaim God to uh, to the nations yeah. um, throughout the entire world. That is why they were building the wall. They were rebuilding the wall because it was the city of God. It was wh- what they were supposed to do at that time to be on mission. And I think that that's important for us to realize that we, too, have the same mission. Um, yes. We're not building an actual wall, but we are living lives in community with others that are different from us in many ways, but yet the most important thing about all of us is the same. And that is that we are believers in Christ and together we are building not just a wall around a city. This represents, we're building a a kingdom of God in which it will point a dying world point those outside the city so to speak to the cross to the cross of Calvary and that is our mission our mission is to glorify god and to draw to not to draw men we don't do any of the drawing our mission is to glorify god and to point men and women to the gospel and to yeah. share the gospel in tangible and intangible ways and i think that recognizing what our mission is helps us to walk side by side with those people who we may not necessarily get even get along with but mm-hmm. recognize how important, that is, how important yeah. that is and and it helps us combat our own pride and and um and and do things that we wouldn't necessarily do. so yeah. I want to skip to verse 3 14 actually where it talks about this also was in our study. And it, it goes along with that, but it's not comparing two different people. It's comparing one person and what he's doing. So there is this dude called Malchiza. Malchiza. And he was, according to verse 14 of chapter three, he is the son of Rechab, Rechab, the ruler of the district of Beth-Hakiram. Yeah. See, this is why I'm letting you read the passages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is the whole, the whole chapter is like this. So just kind of do it in your mind, do it in your brain. So anyway, the point is, is this, this dude is the son of a ruler. So we know this. So he is a, he is a noble. Well, well, let me back up just one second and say that some people did not contribute to this mission and they typically were the nobles. So Mm -hmm. in verse five, it says next to them, the Tekoites repaired, but their nobles would not stoop to serve the Lord. So that's a lesson for us in what is our what is our heart and would we do anything for the Lord? And then that leads us to this point in verse 13. What was this leader doing, this ruler, this noble, if you will, what was he doing? He repaired the dung gate, mm-hmm. the dung gate. He rebuilt it and set its doors, its bolts, and its bars. This one man it talks about, I'm sure he probably had help, but he was one mentioned he was repairing. He what that gate was he working on? It wasn't the sheep gate. It wasn't the the any of the fancy gates. It wasn't the ones that people entered. It was literally the place where they took the poop from the animals and yeah. d- and left it. It was, it was the not even the trash. It was the yeah. worst of the worst. And that is where this man, this ruler, was working. Mm-hmm. And I love that picture because that was humble work and he was willing to do it. He was a prominent man of authority and he was willing to do the humble work that was needed. Now, was it his first choice? Maybe not. Maybe everything, all the other places were full. I don't know. I'm sure he didn't say, oh, I want to go to the poop gate. You know, Mm -hmm. he probably, Mm -hmm. it was what was left. It was what was needed. And what does that tell us? There are sometimes things that are needed in our work on mission, in the body of Christ, in your local church and on mission. There are things that are needed that are not glamorous, you know, changing poopy diapers in the nursery, not glamorous Mm -hmm. and taking the trash out at the end of the day, cleaning the bathrooms, whatever it is, coming early to make coffee, not glamorous, but necessary and this man of authority was willing to do that. What does that tell us about what we should be willing to do?
1: Yeah. Well, and just to add on that a little bit because I think this is a really very very important thing to, that we need to understand as servants of Jesus Christ no matter what capacity we are serving in, especially for younger women. So, I know we have a mid mid-age podcast listener cohort here with us because but we that's also who we are. Some, <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause that's who we are. But we also do have some younger women listening. And to those, especially, I want to say this, it is so easy to, to think and to believe that we have to have a big platform or a following or a big ministry or something significant to be influential But that is not true. And and we've just read this here, but all over scripture, God teaches us that the one who is faithful in little will be faithful in much. And until we can be proven that we can be trusted with little, that we can be trusted in those undesirable tasks, we, we haven't proven we have the character for anything more and i see in our culture especially today because it is so easy to jump out there and start blabbering online and building a building a following and and getting your name out there it's like you know that's what social media is all about because it is so easy to do there's this gravitation to try to to do that to jump into to kind of jump the line so to speak and become something that you're not ready for character wise mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. God's path. And, he, and you see it, you see it all over scripture. We especially see it in the life of David. God's path is to cultivate that character in those small things, in the details and in st- In proving that that we are able, that we have the character, that we have the humility, that we have the discipline, that we're willing to sacrifice in those small things, it then opens the door for bigger things. And you know what happens when God opens those doors for those bigger things? What happens is you don't crash and burn. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: If that foundation has not been laid and it happens too fast, it happens in a fleshly timetable there's going to be a crashing and a burning that ensues. And Jen and I have been around long enough that we have both seen it personally. Mm -hmm. And, And that is just a shame. It's a shame and it doesn't have to be that way. So here, just kind of coming full circle, here we see this man was actually a ruler or the son of a ruler and probably rightfully so, right? Because we see him willing to do the least desirable task. Mm -hmm. So he was probably actually
0: qualified to be in a position of leadership. Yeah, yeah. I I want to circle back to one thing that you just said about being faithful in the small things and then being given um, bigger things, okay? And that is so good and so important. And it does keep you, from. it makes you ready. It makes you ready when when those things come. But I want to just mention one thing for the, for the woman who maybe you're on the other side of the spectrum. Maybe you're at the, you're, you're, you're not one of our younger listeners. You're one of our Mm -hmm. listeners who's closer to, you know, closer to glory, if you will. Okay. Um, And like, and (laughs) yeah, like us and you feel like, well, I've never really seen those bigger things Mm -hmm. and you feel like your life has been just a series of small things. I will tell you, being faithful in that is just as important. So you may never see a great, huge impact. You may never see the impact that you play. You may never have, you know, maybe maybe your husband is a pastor of a small church and you may never grow to be a great, big old church, but you're being faithful in what God has given you. And in doing that, you are still making an eternal deposit in the lives of people. And you don't know what the end result of that is going to be. You just, we don't know this side of heaven what seeds that we plant, what they end up growing into. We don't see the oak normally, we only see the seed. Okay. Yeah. So, just I, I, we, I guess we just want to encourage you, no matter where you are on this on this spectrum of whether you're at the dung gate or whether whether you're leading the whole the whole you know shebang. If you are doing it faithfully and you are trying your very best to serve God, you have the strength of Christ in you. You are walking each day in the disciplines required to uh, to know Him more then you are being faithful and you are doing it and you are making an impact. Even if the impact is just within your own home, Yeah, you are doing what you are called to do.
1: And just as a reminder, 1 Corinthians 4, 2 says, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. And I love that verse because Jen's been mentioning faithfulness. This verse does not tell us it's required of stewards to be successful or to produce at a certain level or to have X, Y, Z. You know, it is required of stewards when we have been entrusted with the gospel of Jesus Christ and with his spirit indwelling within us, it is required of us. The one thing is to be faithful. Mm -hmm. And, and Jen alluded to this too. Most often, I do not think that God allows us to see the results of our faithfulness. I just don't think that is something that we could handle. I think it would cause pride to build up in our hearts, and our lives. It would ruin our ministries. It would complacent. We
0: would probably yes. become complacent.
1: Yes. I I think so. So I I really do not believe that God allows us to see most of the fruit of our faithfulness. But he requires us to be faithful. And I just kind of want to share this because it's timely. Just as an example of, I don't think God allows us to see things. This week, I had a friend reach out to me and I hadn't heard from her in literally, it's been like 23 years. And she reached out to me. I hadn't even know, like I lost contact with her and I had no idea like how to even be in contact with her again. Well, she said, I just wanted to thank you for the retreat that you had me that you took me on. We did like a, a a girls overnight retreat. Um and she said I I just wanted to thank you for that because that was the weekend that I got saved and I wouldn't have realized that I wasn't saved without that. And she said I you know God's been so good to me in my life. I've been teaching in a Christian school ever since and and yada, yada, yada. And it really struck me because it reminded me that, you know, I I, I didn't know, like soon after that encounter, my husband and I went on the mission field. We left. I didn't know. I didn't keep up with her life. I didn't know what happened, you know, and yet here she is 23 years later telling me how God used something in her life. And I think God just allowed me to have that little gift to remind me that there are things going on behind the scenes of our daily lives and our ministries that, that he, he doesn't give me privy to until I need it or if I need it, you know, and, and the same is true for you. If you are being faithful to God, there are things going on. He is using that. He is doing things with it that you do not have privy to. You don't know what he's doing. And we have to trust that he is. We have to trust that our faithfulness is creating spiritual fruitfulness in the lives of others. There's an eternal reward, a return, an eternal harvest that is happening that we're not going to see until we get to heaven. That's something we have to take by faith, guys. It really is. It's something we have to take by faith. And yet we can based on scripture. When we are being faithful, he we are in, it's basically like we are entrusting unto him and he is able to keep that which we are entrusting to him. And one day we will see what the result is. So, I hope that's really encouraging cuz yeah, it sure it sure did encourage me to get that that note from my friend and realize, oh wow, God is doing something that you know that I can't see all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. So, moral of the story, stay on mission, stay on task. The, yeah. you know, the you you may not see it. You you I think God will give you these little these little moments, like AJ mentioned. I know it's yeah. not the only one she's had. It's not the only one. I mean, I've had similar, you've had similar and that's a grace that's a beautiful grace when we're given those little glimpses into um what the work he does through using us mm-hmm. and i i think that that those that's a beautiful thing but regardless of whether you're in a moment where you recognize that or not right now stay on mission mm-hmm. work side by side with those that you may not otherwise Otherwise, have anything in common with, because the most important thing about you, if you are trusting in Christ, is that you are a daughter of the King. And that is the most important thing about every believer. And you can walk side by side knowing that you are sisters in Christ. Brothers and sisters in Christ work together for the mission, doing whatever is required of you faithfully and with the knowledge that God is going to be with you in it. He is going to be glorified and he will do a mighty work through your faithfulness.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And it's okay sometimes to wear Crocs to weddings.
0: (laughs) That's a good thing. That's another (laughs) takeaway. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. All right. Okay. So there's so much more we could even say about this one so chapter. And yeah. this chapter is literally a list of names. So honestly, read Nehemiah. We encourage you to do that. Read Nehemiah. It's 13 chapters. Read it this week. Um, study it with us. If you want to dig a little deeper, we're studying it in Sojo Academy. You can find it at SojoAcademy.com slash Nehemiah dash study. Or just go to SojoAcademy.com. And... Um, and, and study it with us, but remember that your work is important mm-hmm. and the wall, is, God uses you to build the wall. He uses mm-hmm. you for the mission. Like we talked about last week, sometimes he does things miraculously. Sometimes he just does it because his people just plod along. Mm-hmm. And that's important to keep in mind on days where you don't feel like your work is worth a whole lot. hmm That's a good word. Good word, friends. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. We'll hear from you. You'll hear from us, I guess, (laughs) next week. And we hope that you guys have an awesome week. In the meantime, go read Nehemiah and be blessed. We will see you next week. Bye. Hey, friend, it's Jen. And AJ. And we have a quick favor to ask. If we have made you smile on this podcast. Or encouraged you in any way. Or hey, if you're just a kind person. (laughs) Will you take a moment to leave a five-star rating for this podcast? It takes just a second, but it helps others decide whether to listen to this show or not. Also, if you're on Apple, please drop us a review. We'd love to hear from you in this way. Thank you so much. And here's a virtual fist bump. Coming your way. (laughs)
1: Fist bump.